Hey, buddy. Yeah? You, uh, you want to become an assassin? Yeah, definitely. All right, cool. Let me get your, uh, let me get your finger real quick. Wait, no, didn't you want to already change that? Yeah, no, but we're going to do it old school, bro. Alto ear style. Give me your hand. Give me. No! Give me Welcome to Geekology 101. My name is Altair. And my name is Etio Auditore. And um, Etio Auditore over here just lost a finger so he could become part of the Assassin's Brotherhood. Yeah, that really hurt, but I think it might have been worth it. Totally worth it. Now I have a cool blade that I can have. So, um, before we get into the episode, we had uh, something pretty cool that happened earlier today. Or at least that we realized happened earlier today. Uh, so we were, um, I was going around checking some, catching up on some podcasts and I listened and to the latest listened episode. listened to the episode of Idiot. It's not Idiot, it's ID10T. It's Idiot, It's okay? ID10T, it, man. It's spelled Idiot. Okay, it's not. There's a 10, numeral 10 in the, in the it, middle of the it, letters. It's Idiot. <laughs> anyway, so I was listening to ID10T podcast and the latest episode. Really? And um, Chris Hardwick, who is, by the way, Chris Hardwick, you know, he's he's been at the forefront of podcast, geeky, pop culture, podcast creation for like years. And he's like, a lot of actors and stuff, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, actors, producers, uh, comedians, I mean, all sorts of people from all over pop culture. Um, Chris Hardwick is somebody that I've been listening to for many, many years and from back when it was the Nerdist podcast and then it became ID10T. And, um, okay, idiot. Really? Yeah. This guy. And I had written into his uh, community board, you know, just to tell him a little bit about our experience so far with Geekology 101. And lo and behold, he decided to actually shout us out in the episode. Which is crazy. It's very, very cool. Very special for me personally. It was very special. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's not every day that you get to create something and then see somebody who inspired you to create that thing recognize your the existence of that thing you created. So I think it's really cool. Um, Chris, if you come across this episode by any chance, thank you so much for shouting us out. I really appreciate it. And um, thank you, man. We, we, we look up to you as far as, you know, this whole podcasting adventure. So we mm-hmm. really, really appreciate it. All right, uh, let's get into this episode, man. Today, we're going to be talking about... Assassin's Creed. Yes, indeed. And we're going to, you know, just kind of talk a little bit about the entire franchise, video Mm -hmm. games. From 2007 to 2020. 2007? That's when the first game came out? Yeah, Assassin's Creed. Wow, man, it feels like longer ago for some reason. Um... Yeah, there was a movie made, so we'll talk about that in a little bit. But let's get into specifically... The um, the game, you know, the, the first game that, that started it all. So, obviously, I, the first game is mm-hmm. called Assassin's Creed, simply. Yeah. I remember when the trailer for that game came out. It was a friend of mine that I was living with at the time who showed it to me. And he, he just started playing it. He was like, bro, you're going to love this game. You're going to love this trailer if you see it. And he kept on telling me about it. So eventually he ended up playing it for me. And I saw it. And like the game basically shows the main character, Altair, who goes and there's somebody who's about to get like beheaded or something, like killed. Mm -hmm. And he comes out from like the structure and and up high and he jumps and he assassinates, I think, the guy who was going to kill him and a couple of other dudes and frees the person who was going to get killed. Then this chase ensues, and, and Alta he, Alta is running away from from these guards. Yeah, he basically like runs away from all the guards. Did and, you, have you seen it for real? Yeah, I think I have. Okay, and then he ends up hiding in the midst of a whole bunch of monks that are coming out of a church. Oh wait, I thought he hid in a haystack. No, 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 no. He hides. He starts walking amongst a bunch of people, and so of course, like. We had never seen a game like that before. I mean, this is a game where you can roam around freely. You can hide in plain sight. You, it's all about being stealthy. It's all about fooling the, the bad guys. It's all about hidden kills. It's all about, you know, secretive kind of tactics. Like, you know what I mean? I know. Like, in 
and um in a lot of the Assassin's Creed games you can um you can do a bunch of like hidden kills and you can store bodies places so no one catches you. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's fantastic, man. And when the game actually came out, I think I played it first for PC. And it was so much fun, man. Um, you know, the entire first game, so we can talk a little bit about that. The entire first game follows this character called Altair. And I think you told me that he starts off, well, like, he was, like, a master assassin. Yeah. But but then, like, because of something, he gets dropped all the way down yeah. to, like, the first he level loses, He loses his rank, which is kind of a clever way of the game basically taking you through the tutorial, learning how to play it. Because mm-hmm. he, he, you're forced to go back with all the, the recruits, all the trainee assassins, um, the apprentices. Uh-huh. And you have to, like, read, go, relearn your skills, essentially. And then work your way up until you finally get your status of assassin back. Um, the character Altair, it takes place in Jerusalem, the entire um, first game. And you interact a lot with a whole bunch of other assassins. This is, by the way, the most assassins that you ever see in, the, I think, the entirety of the Assassin's Creed series. Really? Even even more like in Revelations or Brotherhood? Yeah, absolutely. I've never seen as many assassins as I saw in that first game in any of the other games. Mm. And I played several of them. Um, what ends up happening is that the, the Grand Master of the Assassins, um, I think that's his title. Forget his name. Um, but this dude ends up essentially betraying the order of assassins. Now, he doesn't necessarily become a Templar, right? No, I don't think he becomes a Templar. As far as I can remember, it's, it's been a while. Oh, yeah. Um, by the way, the Templars are basically the bad guys. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's important to mention that. So basically some backstory here. The, the assassins are an order that comes back from ancient times. And we later find out through Assassin's Creed Origins, which I want to play. Um, what whatever it is that you know the origin was Actually, for this I order think, of assassins. Don't th- don't tell me any spoilers. No, I just I think the assassins originated from Assassin's Creed Odyssey because that's like the time of the gods and stuff. Um, because no, Odyssey, I think Assassin's Creed origin is before that because it's ancient Egypt. Really? Yeah, man, absolutely. I feel like Odyssey ancient Greece would be came set- after ancient Greece, which is where Odyssey takes place. Mm-hmm. Comes after in history. Comes after ancient Egypt. Sure. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're both. You know, Egypt is still around when, um, when Odyssey is happening, but it wasn't the empire that it was at that time with the pharaohs and all that. Mm. So I don't know. The well, we'll have to play Assassin's Creed Origins to find out. Yeah. But the bottom line is that there's this, you know, this order of assassins that has kind of a, an arch rival in the form of the Templars. Now, the Templars are a real historic group. Really. Yeah, yeah, the, the Knights the Knights Templars are a real group that existed during the Crusades, which is when the Catholic, the Roman Catholic Church had the most amount of power in the entire world. Mm-hmm. And the Templars were this very secretive, very honorable or very venerated, like very respected group of essentially like warrior Christians, like warrior monks. And their almost. whole thing is basically like controlling the human race, right? Yeah, yeah. So the Templars, in the real world, the Templars, they were sent out during the Crusades to basically force people to convert to Christianity, to mm. to Catholicism. And there's a whole bunch of secretive stuff um, that's related to this, the real group in, in real life. Secrets that I don't think we'll ever find out completely. Um, so, like, a lot of people think, for example, that the Templars have, that they had possession of a whole bunch of, like, sacred relics and things, like the Ark of the Covenant, and that they had, like, even magical Like, pieces of Eden? Well, this is, this is the fictional part that the game introduces. Oh, so, yeah. the game basically takes that real historical group that existed in our history and elevates them, and kind of, like, exaggerates them to really have knowledge and access to a lot of ancient relics and secrets. And these are the secrets that these two rival factions, the Assassins and the Templars, are fighting over. Also, we don't fully know yet, mm-hmm. um, me and Daddy, but um, I'm, we're pretty sure that the Cult of the Cosmos is the assass- or the uh, Templars. Well, that's an odyssey. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Um... But yeah, so basically the the core of of the games, of all the games and the movie, 
is the war between these two groups. And now what are they fighting for? The assassins are fighting to keep people free, mm -hmm. right? To keep people with the freedom of choosing their own path in life, etc. The Templars are fighting to get control of humanity. Mm -hmm. Like these guys want to have control because they feel, they believe that that's the only way to have real peace in the world. Oh. So in modern times, the assassins are still around, but they're highly, highly secretive. The Templars, on the other hand, they've actually created this public front, this corporation called Abstergo, that looks like a, like a high-tech corporation, mm -hmm. but in reality, it's, it's the Templars. Oh, just like the modern day? Yeah. Mm. Like, imagine if the Templars were, like, secretly pretending to, you know... Be like a normal like Apple, company? Like Apple, for example. Mm -hmm. You know, imagine that Apple, behind the scenes, was really being run by this secret society that's existed for, like, thousands and thousands of years. <gasps> that I could know. be true. I know, and they're controlling us with all these devices. That iPad right there, this iMac. Maybe we're actually in the... Um... Animus, and we're taking control of our ancestors. Very possible. Like Ooh, in the 1990s. Maybe we're, yeah, like maybe we're in the future, really, but we're like traveling back through DNA memory. Which takes us to the Animus. Yeah. The Animus is this machine that Abstergo created. Abstergo, again, remember, are the Templars in modern day. They created this machine that essentially allows a person to be connected to it, and then the machine taps into the DNA memory, the genetic memory of that individual. So the individual is able to feed this computer system the information of what his or her ancestors experienced in the past. Mm -hmm. And basically the Animus recreates this virtual reality rendering of the memories, the genetic memories of this person's ancestors. And so the first game actually you start you very quickly learn that Altair, you're not actually playing in his era. What you're doing is that you're reliving the genetic memories of Altair through this guy who is a descendant of Altair called Desmond. Like basically he's like Altair is like his old old ancestor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. And Desmond is um kidnapped by Abstergo. Mm -hmm. Again, they are the Templars, right? Because they know that he is a descendant of Altair, and they know that Altair saw some stuff related to the... What is it called again? Um, Cult of the Cosmos? No, no, the Eden thing. Oh, uh, the Pieces of Eden? Yeah, the Pieces of Eden. They know that Altair came into contact with the Pieces of Eden, and so they need to see those memories of Altair through Desmond, connected to the Animus machine, so that they can find out where to find the pieces of Eden. That mm, piece of and Eden. this is where you play as Altair. Yeah, so this is how you play as Altair. And the, the game goes back and forth between Altair and Desmond in the modern time. And in the modern time, there's this uh, young woman who is kind of like the lab assistant for the Abstergo scientist who's connecting, you as, uh, connecting Desmond to the Animus. Mm -hmm. And she eventually reveals... And by the way, spoiler alert here, we're going to talk kind of freely about... A lot of details. Yeah. Not in high detail, um, but, you know, overall, we're going to talk about, about some spoilers of the game. So yeah. if you have any plans of, like, playing through the whole game series for some reason, you know, I'm um, pretty sure, like, skip. I'm pretty sure you've only played, like, well, I've only seen you play Syndicate and um, Odyssey. Yeah? Yeah. Um. So basically what ends up happening is that this girl, this woman reveals herself to be uh, an undercover assassin. Oh, really? Yeah. And she ends up freeing you from Abstergo and connecting you with this small group of modern day assassins. And they connect you to this like makeshift um, version of the Animus. And then the, the you complete the story essentially, but now collaborating with the assassins. In, in modern time. In modern time, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Desmond is freed from the control, from being a prisoner of, of Abstergo. Mm -hmm. uh, back in the past, what you're playing through basically is Altair figuring out how it, what it is, who the real bad guy is behind certain events that are happening. He reveals, he discovers eventually that it's his boss, mm -hmm. the Grandmaster Assassin. And this dude got his hands on one of the pieces of Eden. You have to fight him. There's a lot of, like, magic and power involved. Like, this is the first time that things get, like, really supernatural and magical. Oh. And um, 
then you end up defeating him, you know. But by this point, the order of assassins is kind of like destroyed. Really? Yeah, because the grandmaster betrayed him, betrayed the his his own order. He betrayed the brotherhood. Yeah, and so that's where Assassin's Creed Two comes in. And this time you play as uh, probably a really fan favorite. Yeah. And um, really important character, mm-hmm. which that is Ezio Aditore. Yeah, and Ezio is very important because he's actually the one who ends up rebuilding the Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Um, there are people who are kind of loyal to the Brotherhood of Assassins throughout the years, even after Altair's time. Um, but there's no organized version of the Brotherhood anymore. He's even important enough to has, ha- to have his own animated movie. He is, yeah. Yeah, he becomes a really, really important character. And and throughout Ezio's entire story, you're still playing in the modern time. You're still Desmond. Oh, really? Desmond is playing as yeah. Ezio and Animus? Yeah, because Ezio is the... Uh, is He's also a descendant of Altair. Oh. And Ezio, you start seeing that in the past, Ezio starts having these like visions and dreams of Altair. Like Altair is trying to tell him that there's... You know, trying to lead him somewhere. Mm. And so in a nutshell... When you're recruited... Nutshell. What? Nutshell. What about nutshell? You're like, in a nutshell. Yeah, in a nutshell. Like, <laughs> you never heard that expression? No. What? <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. In a nutshell, it's basically like a way of saying, like, in a summarized way or in a short, long story short. Oh, so basically he's inside of a nutshell. Yes. Like, I'm going to take this really large story and I'm going to put it to the size of a tiny little nutshell, the shell of a nut. Oh, okay. So in a nutshell. In a nutshell, you're recruited uh, as Ezio Auditore when he's, I think, like a late teen, late teenager. Like 17. Or very early 20s or something like that. He's recruited. He learns the ways of the assassins. Eventually, he has like an, an initiation, a ceremony where he is officially named an assassin. Um, he eventually starts gaining more and more experience, more and more knowledge. He gains more and more allies as well. I mean, you become allies with people like Leonardo da Vinci. Hey, Leonardo da Vinci. Heck yeah. You become friends with um, people like... Um, uh, Machiavelli, like this is the this is what's really cool about these games. The games basically use real history as much as they can. Characters from real history, architecture from real history, um, events, wars, battles, rivalries from our real history, and then they embellish it. Like they they add on fiction to it. Like, with the Templars that they did, they made the Templars, right. like, more exaggerated. They made them seem more evil. Right. Or, you know, with a character like Leonardo da Vinci. Like, Leonardo da Vinci in real life is known as a great inventor. Like, this dude had so many ideas. You see some of his sketches. Mm-hmm. And he had a ton of ideas that he couldn't really bring to life because he didn't have the technology back then. And also... He was best buds with Ezio Auditore. He did. He became a good friend with Ezio. But in the game, they actually show that, no, no, he did have the ability to create these things. Didn't he, Didn't he like, uh, remodel the hidden blade so that they didn't have to, you yes. know, like, chop off your finger? Yeah, yeah, he did that. He, I think, I think it was Leonardo da Vinci who ended up giving Ezio a shooting, like a blast, uh, the ability to shoot the blade instead of just having to stab from up close. So he turned it. He turned it in. Yeah, your finger's gone. Yeah, you should. Um, ew, you should throw it away. It's gonna start rotting soon. That's disgusting. That's stinking already. Anyway, um, so Ezio gains more and more notoriety to the point where he ends up getting money. Like in the game, this is actual gameplay. You got to get money from through different missions and stuff, and you rebuild these bases throughout scattered throughout Italy. This is where the second game takes place. Second game, third game, um, and the fourth game for most for a part of the game. You rebuild these secret hidden assassin bases throughout Italy and you little by little start rebuilding the entire order of assassins. Aren't you able to like recruit people like in Assassin's Creed Syndicate? No, that's in Brotherhood. Oh. Well, I think you're able to do it in, in, in Syndicate too, but the first game that introduced that functionality, that, that gameplay was um, Brotherhood. So as Ezio Auditore, you walk around Rome and you are recruiting people to join the, the, the Brotherhood of Assassins. Mm. 
And it's really, really cool because like part of the gameplay is like where you are in the city and when you're getting attacked, you can actually call. You send out a signal and you call some of the recruits that you've brought into the Brotherhood. And like you see them coming up from the rooftops and from like alleys and stuff like That's that. So and cool. they'll shoot arrows or they'll jump and like, you know, uh, Hidden Blade kill some dudes for you. It's it's such a it's such a compelling amount of gameplay uh, features, like so many different things that you can do in this game. It's true open world. Mm. Like this is the most open world game I think that I've ever or game series that I've ever played. Mm. I mean, to the point where you're able to travel from ancient city to ancient city via horse. Really? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean, really? You've seen oh, that yeah. in, in Odyssey. Yeah, you can literally ride up mountains, which is slightly confusing. It is a little bit, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's great because you encounter animals, you know? Like you can fight bears, yeah. wolves. Also, you know, your your bird kills some animals for you. Yeah. It's it's really cool, man. The gameplay, the open world concept of these games. These games are not short, by the way. The majority of them are long games. And they're not for people with short attention spans. Like you got to dedicate time to building up your character, to discovering different parts of the, all the whatever mystery it is that you're exploring, but it's a beautiful game. It's beautifully designed. Um, the team that designed the game at Ubisoft has always tried to be as historically accurate as possible with buildings and the layouts of the cities and stuff I'll like probably, that. Uh, I'll probably finish Odyssey by like. By the time mid, you're 15. No, but like <laughs> mid 2021. Yeah, I believe you. So, um, so anyway, Ezio Auditore's whole story, he ends up little by little discovering more and more about these mysterious artifacts. And he realizes... The Eden pieces? Yeah, but there's much more to it than that. He, real, he starts basically meeting these characters who are like gods. Really? But he realizes that oh, they're not... Oh, you mean the, the Itsu? Those gods? The, uh, what now? Bless you? Did you just sneeze? No, the Itsu. What, what's the Itsu? They're the, like, first living beings, and they, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what they're called? Yeah. I don't remember that. But, yeah, what, what you end up What you end up learning through Ezio's games, and his game span, Assassin's Creed 2, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, and Assassin's Creed Revelations, um, all these games you're basically playing as... Um, Ezio? Ezio Auditore at different stages of his life. By the last game, he's an old man, basically. Mm-hmm, which is, like, pretty close to the animated movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the animated movie takes place right after that game, I believe. Mm. So, um, the and that's Assassin's Creed Embers, right? Yeah. That's what it's called? Yeah. And at least, at least Ezio didn't get killed. At least he died peacefully. That's true, yeah. He deserves it, too, man, because that dude did a lot of good. Like, mm-hmm. he prevented a lot of evil stuff from being done by um, the Templars and the people that the Templars work with. So anyway, Ezio ends up discovering that there, what this whole thing is about is that there used to be this ancient civilization before our current civilization that got to be basically like godlike. Like the beings were super skilled and powered like and the stuff. Itso? The Itsus? Bless you. Yes. <laughs> um, and so then comes Assassin's Creed 3. Now, Assassin's Creed, remember, Assassin's Creed um, 1 was in Jerusalem. Assassin's Creed 3 took place in Italy, the oh, same wait. thing as Assassin's Creed um, Brotherhood. Assassin's Creed Brotherhood was after Assassin's Creed 3? No, I'm sorry. Did I say 3? I meant 2. Oh. Yeah, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood came after Assassin's Creed 2. They both take place in Rome primarily. Then Assassin's Creed um, Revelations, that one takes place partly in Rome, and then you go to, like, Constantinople to like uh, modern day Constantinople or to Istanbul um, and you see like different parts of the world it's really cool don't you get to actually like play as Desmond yes I think I can't remember if it's in Brotherhood or Revelations but you do get to play as Desmond in the modern day you sneak into a building of an Abstergo building so you're basically like like a modern day assassin right I don't know about powers, really? I don't remember that. Yeah, I saw like a video on Assassin's Creed and it showed this gameplay where this guy was like you like had a, had a floating orb in his hand and you like threw it at this oh, guy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do get to use some kind of artifacts. But the coolest part to me is just seeing like a modern day assassin. They the should, dude walks around with a hoodie and like with a hidden blade and stuff and, they and a sweater. Really make uh Assassin's Creed game just entirely in modern day. I wouldn't, yeah, I would love that, man. Like, maybe you could be, like, a descendant of... Desmond? Yeah. Yeah. There was actually a game that came around, I think, around Assassin's Creed 2, which is called Watch Dogs, and that series has also continued. 
I remember people telling me back then that Watch Dogs was like the closest thing to Assassin's Creed in modern day. Mm. And they got me kind of curious about it. I might, I might check out one of those games at some point. Um, then Assassin's Creed 3, which comes after the entire uh, story of Ezio, brings things to America. When America is being founded during the, during the colonial times here in, in, in the United States. Oh. And you play as a Native American assassin. Uh, Connor. Connor, yeah. Such, such a cool game. That's one of my favorites. That might actually be my favorite. You were asking me about that earlier. And you said Brotherhood before. Yeah, I really love Brotherhood. I love the entire dynamic of recruiting people and like working as a team and stuff like that. But man, there's something about Assassin's Creed 3. Like, it introduced so much more... So many more mechanics to the game, it like running through, through trees like and running can, like, through buildings. Mm-hmm. You it's, can like you can like hop from tree to tree. Yeah, right? and like from a tree up to a balcony in a house, and then if the if the balcony's open, you can go through and run. And like the cinematic is so cool because you like you're like running, you know, sneaking through the whole house and out the other window. Can't you also like get on a zip line and like kick people on the end of the zip line? I believe so. Yeah. And they had to introduce different game mechanics because they no longer counted on these huge, huge buildings that you could in ancient Europe mm-hmm. and in ancient um, the Middle East. Because when you're playing as Connor, wait, who was who was uh, being Connor in the? Uh, I forget. To be honest, I forget who it is that's in the modern day, man. I was just wondering about that, too, but I, I, I kind of forgot about that part of it. Because the gameplay as Connor is just... That's my favorite part of that of that game, man. It's just so, so, so cool. Mm. His um, suit... By the way, the attire, like the costumes, the, the uniforms that the assassins wear are always very iconic. They're very elaborate, very cool-looking. The hoods are always dope. Like, um, um, Ezio had, like, this this big white, like, suit or something. Yeah. And then he also had, like, this red cape thing yeah on the on his shoulder kind of like layered a lot of layers it's it's just so cool man like the 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 assassin uh gear is so dope layers ogres have wait onions have layers yes they do yeah (laughs) and uh then we see connor essentially like you know Go through a very similar process, like the one that Ezio went through at the beginning. He had no clue who the assassins were. He eventually ends up getting recruited. And he becomes a really, you know, prominent kind of assassin. And he learns all the skills. I'm still waiting to become an assassin in Odyssey. I know, right? We've played, I don't know how many hours have we played so far of that game? Like three? Uh, Maybe like five or something. You think so? Of continuous gameplay? And still we haven't become assassins. (laughs) (laughs) The, The game is probably like... 25 hours long. <laughs> yeah, or more, honestly. that's a, Yeah, it's a long game, for sure. I think that's actually one of the longest. I may have read somewhere that, that um, Odyssey is one of the longest. So, um, then from there, uh, so I played Assassin's Creed 1, 2, Brotherhood, Revelations, Assassin's Creed 3. I played Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Now I'm playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Didn't Syndicate also introduce using guns? Yes, yeah, yeah, because yeah. now you're starting to get further and further in history. So, like, Syndicate, I think, is the one that takes place in France in, um, like, the during the French Revolution, I believe. 17... Well, I think... It must no. have been, like, 1700s, Syndicate... 1800s, because the French Revolution happened slight, uh, shortly after the no, U.S. It's not United French. States it's Revolution. in, like, London or something Syndicate? Else. Yeah. So I'm thinking about something else. There's another one. Um, can you look it up really quick? There's another one that, that takes place in Europe around the time... In France... Around the time of the American Revolution. Let's Bloodlines? see. Bloodlines? No, not Bloodlines. Um, oh, Black Flag is dope, too. That's all Isn't like that revolving pirates. Set, no, that's... Oh, yeah, 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 it was, it was. But the concept of it, what's really cool, the concept of Black Flag got introduced in Assassin's Creed 3. Because Assassin's Creed 3, by the way... Is the first one to introduce introduce ships naval battle really? naval war naval warfare, which is so dope, man. Mm. You control you control these big ships, and you're able to like not only control the ship but control like the the men who are shooting arrows or firing cannons and stuff at other ships. Like the naval warfare aspect is so so cool. Um, the one that I'm thinking about is Assassin's Creed Rogue, I believe. Oh no, Unity, that's the one. Oh, I'm pretty sure that Unity is the one that takes place. In France, yes, the French Revolution. There you mm. go. 
So Assassin's Creed Unity, I played that, and I began playing Assassin's Creed Syndicate and didn't didn't continue it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and I now think, I'm playing Odyssey. I think Unity was the one that I watched you play a lot. Yeah, that's probably the one. And I was like, mm-hmm. four, three? Yeah, yeah. You know, a little fun fact about that. Um, it's a, because it takes place in France, you have... Um, you have the building of Notre Dame, the um, the cathedral, the, the huge, massive cathedral. And it was really, really cool because they did, like, 3D scans of the entire building in real life. Really? Yeah. Like, they really, really did an incredible job of reproducing Notre Dame in, in such fidelity, like, in such exact um reproduction mm-hmm. that when Notre Dame caught fire a couple of years back, which was a very tragic thing because it's a very historical building, mm-hmm. a whole huge portion of it was destroyed. And there's been plans to restore the parts that were destroyed exactly as they were. Mm. And it's it's incredible that one of the sources that they are going to to go to is the Assassin's Creed game? Yeah, is Ubisoft because they have this incredibly precise rendering of the cathedral and how it looked. Mm-hmm. This is the first time that something like that happens in real life, where a video game became kind of like an archive for a historical building. All right, so let's go down. All right, so let's go down this list really quick, just to make sure that we don't miss mentioning some of these games. Um, because there's some that we just haven't played. There's some that I probably won't go back to playing. Um, after Assassin's Creed 3, there was another version of that, I believe. Wasn't there a, an alternate version that was released? Like remastered? Yeah. There was, oh, you know, you know what was really cool? What? There was this, um, DLC, like an alternate reality DLC that was released for Assassin's Creed 3. Really? That was all about, like, what if George Washington, who became, you know, he was the, the first gen- president. Yeah, he was like the general of the armies during yeah. the revolution. And then he became the first president. But what if he actually ended up becoming king, a tyrant? Mm. Like, <laughs> so king? He, yeah, yeah. Like, like, of what? like, if he declared himself king of the United States. King instead of, like, president? Yeah, and became a tyrant king, kind of like King George was in England. Mm. And so you have to, like, fight in that DLC. You have to fight against George Washington Wait, becoming uh, a tyrant. King George, like, from Hamilton? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mm. a, yeah, that's the same story. Um, by the way, and a really cool thing about Assassin's Creed 3 is that you meet a whole bunch of historical characters. You meet, like, um, you meet the Sons of Liberty, of which Hamilton was, was a part of, I believe. Mm. Um, you meet uh, people like John Adams, and you meet George Washington, and you meet Benjamin Franklin. I'm not sure about Thomas Jefferson, but Benjamin Franklin, if I remember correctly, he does he gives you some kind of inventions because he was an inventor oh, yeah. in real life. So anyway, it's really, really cool, man. The historical part of it, if you love history, if you've never played Assassin's Creed and you're into video games, and you also happen to be into history, believe me, this is a game series that you want to get into because these guys, Ubisoft, man, the team that works on these games does this stuff with passion and they love history. You can tell. Um, after that came Assassin's Creed floor, uh, four floor. <laughs> so this one isn't just called Assassin's Creed four. It's called black flag. Yeah. And it is technically just Assassin's Creed four, right? It is. Yeah. yeah. Assassin's Creed four black flag. Correct. Um, very cool game. I, I got to see some of the gameplay because it came out very soon after Assassin's Creed 3. Mm-hmm. I didn't get into it because even though I loved the naval warfare, I couldn't picture myself playing an entire game that was dependent so much on naval warfare because it all takes place around the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. And it takes place, you know, mostly in the water because it's all actually, related to pirates and stuff. I actually don't really like the ship fighting. No. No, it's kind of like it's kind of slow, and I just I it like, is. I like fighting like normal people. I I think I I get what you mean. Yeah, it's an acquired taste. I like it at, in the amounts that I bit that I experienced it in Assassin's Creed Three, um, which it was just certain parts of it. But again, that's probably one of the reasons why I didn't play Black Flag because it was just like ugh, you know a whole thing on the water. I don't know. Most about of that. The, most of the like uh, sh- sailing mm-hmm. stuff in Odyssey. Is just like sailing, and you and you don't really have to get into fighting that much, mm-hmm. unless you just want to like murder innocent civilians. Yes, which is 
evil. Bad, yeah. bad, 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 bad. Yeah. Um, Assassin's Creed Rogue is a game that kind of fills in gaps between the story of Assassin's Creed 3 and Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag. Um, and it does uh, give more information about the, the Kenway saga. So Kenway, Connor, that's his last name. Oh, Connor Kenway? Yeah. Something that's really cool about the first, uh, about Assassin's Creed 3 is that when you begin, you start playing as this guy called something Kenway. I forget the guy's um, full name, uh, which you later, later find out that he's uh, Connor's father. Mm-hmm. Um, when you play as him, you realize that you have the hidden blade mm-hmm. of an assassin. So you, re- you think, okay, I'm playing as an assassin right now. And by the time you finish the entire introduction, before the credits roll, before the, like, the title screen comes out, he gets into the secret building and he gets into the secret meeting and you realize that this guy's actually a Templar. Oh, yeah. Like, that was the one Assassin's Creed game <laughs> yeah. that you actually play as a Templar. Heck, yeah, did man. He, like, did he, like, betray the Assassins or did he just, No, like, no, no. Leave? He was a Templar. Oh. Okay. Yeah, he was a straight-up Templar. And he just, like, had a hidden blade? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently the Templars also mess around with Hidden Blades. I thought that was really interesting. But it's really cool how they trick you because you're not expecting that, you know? Mm-hmm. You're so used to the Hidden Blade being this thing that only assassins use. So mm-hmm. they use that to, 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 to pull a quick one on you. So it's really cool. how do you use Hidden Blades in gameplay? What do you mean? Like, how do you use... Oh, I forgot that in Odyssey you haven't unlocked the Hidden Blade yet. Yeah. <laughs> how do you use it? Well, you use it to assassinate people um, like, by surprise, like... You can oh, be. You don't use it just like in normal combat. You can in some of the games, but that's not really really what it's meant for. So, for example, in like the Ezio saga, mm-hmm. you would essentially walk amongst a crowd, and your target—you know—you would get once you were super close up to your target, you could assassinate him with a hidden blade, and you could like then lean them on a bench ne- on uh, next to the next to the road. Mm. So it looked like he was just chilling there sleeping, but in reality, he just killed the dude. That's dark. <laughs> it's very dark, yes. Um, but it's it's supposed to be a, a a very stealthy kind of weapon. It's not something that you're supposed to use like a sword or anything like that. I mean, with the new with the new design of the hidden blade in mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, with it actually coming out of the front, yeah, I feel like you could use it more in uh, combat. Yeah. Um, I feel like you could, like, punch people with it. Probably. I, yeah, I'm interested in seeing what the dynamic is like um, in Valhalla because I this is a, that's the first time that I've ever seen the, the hidden blade coming out from, from the top instead of the bottom. And I kind of like that design more. Yeah? Yeah. Well, wait until you use the normal well, hidden blade. Actually, I mean, I feel like that design is better for combat and the mm-hmm. other one is better for stealth. Okay. I, I can buy that. Yeah, yeah, I can buy that. All right, um, then comes Assassin's Creed Unity, which again takes place during the French Revolution. Assassin's Creed Syndicate, which takes place in Victoria-era London. Which I'm actually pretty interested in. Yeah, I'd be down for that, man. I'd be down to um, at least like watch you play it. And actually... It is out for PS4, isn't so... There like, um, isn't there like a famous killer in that game or something? If it takes place in London, I'm imagining that it, it, it incorporates um, Jack the Ripper. Oh, yeah. Probably Jack the Ripper's very, very famous. I wouldn't be surprised if Jack the Ripper ends up being a Templar. Oh. <laughs> For real. Because that, it, Jack the Ripper also has like a lot of like, uh, like occult, um, you know, hidden secret type of stuff related to that story. I so actually, it would probably fit well with the Templars. I actually saw this video on my recommended because I watched like, um, like 10 minutes of Assassin's Creed parkour videos. And I saw this. <laughs> As you do, yes. Yeah. And I saw this video, and it was called Assassin's Creed Syndicate Jack the Ripper DLC. Oh, that's cool. Like, play as Jack the Ripper. Oh, snap, really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, then you got Assassin's Creed Origins, which this is definitely one that I'm interested in playing. Which, apparently... Um, this apparently I mean, gives... Yeah, go ahead. And apparently, because, like, due to the name, yeah. I'm guessing it gives you the origins... Like the name of, of yeah, the, assassins. the assassins. Yeah, it's supposed to serve as as a prequel to the entire series up to that point. Mm-hmm. So I'm really I'm really interested in playing this one. I'll probably play it after Odyssey. Then again, Valhalla's coming. Complicated times. Yeah, I'll eventually get around to it. It is a prequel, so because it's a prequel, you can kind of play it at any point, really. 
I would imagine. It's not going to spoil anything. So. And also, speaking of Odyssey, next up we have Odyssey. Odyssey, which is the one that we're currently both playing. And so this thing takes place in ancient Athens. I'm sorry, ancient uh, Greece. And uh, there's a lot of boat action in Odyssey. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Um, so now that I now that I heard you say the whole thing about votes, how do you how do you about boats? How do you feel about it? Um, do you feel like is it, is it too much? You're not liking it for that reason. Well, I do like Assassin's Creed Odyssey a lot, but mm-hmm. um, those dang bears. Those bears are unkillable, man. But wow, they are really helpful if like if enemies yes. have a caged bear and you like shoot an arrow at the I love thing, that. you just like let the bear go wild. The bears and the wild boars are are like you can you can essentially use them as weapons. There's also against like lions and stuff that you can yeah. use. <laughs> It's so cool, man. I really love that they continue with the whole animal theme because they introduced that in Assassin's Creed 3. Before, you couldn't even you couldn't do anything to dogs or really? to animals. And the only animals that you would see were like dogs. Oh. Yeah. And then in, in Assassin's Creed 3, you could pet doggies. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can hunt like deer and stuff like that and use their hide, like their skin for making clothing and mm. for trading the meats and getting money and stuff like that. Oh. Um, all right, so then, yeah, we're we're in the middle of playing Odyssey. It's a really good game. It is, I think, uh, probably one of the slower-paced Assassin's Creed games that I've played. Yeah, because like when we when we got off of Capilonia Islands, yeah, it was just, <laughs> that's when the credit that's when the opening credits came out. It, it was out. We were like, <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. and uh, we were like, okay, we're like halfway through the game or something. Yeah, and then and then the credits roll, and I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of a surprise for me too, but I I, I don't know if it's a complete surprise because you know again like other Assassin's Creed games have taken that long to introduce the the opening credits. And it's also pretty cool how you can decide to not kill. It wolf. is, yeah. I really like that aspect about Odyssey that we, you include. We, you basically like if for the first time you have a lot of choice. We both on chose which direction you're going paths. to. Yeah, well, we both chose the different characters because you have the option also for the first time, I think, to choose either a male or female. Yeah, I chose. You chose. Well, actually, I chose for you. <laughs> you did choose for me, but I'm um, okay with that. You, I. So I'm playing as a female. You're playing as a guy, mm-hmm. and we've kind of made different choices so far. So, so you decided to like kill the wolf, which I, don't spoil too much in case somebody's playing it. Yeah, I'm just. I just like killed him. Yeah. And basically, I kicked his son off of a cliff. Yeah, you're you're kind of a mean um, assassin. I'm not an assassin yet. I'm just a um, mercenary. This guy. I'm a um, what's it called? What do they call him? Um, they have a Greek name for it. Um, <laughs> forget what it is. But yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, it's some weird word there. Anyway, so I'm having fun with Odyssey. I definitely plan on finishing Odyssey. Um, definitely looking forward to Assassin's Creed Valhalla, man. So Valhalla is coming out, um, supposed to come out late this year, 2020. Um, I hope that there's no delays. I don't think there's any reason for there to be delays. And also, apparently there's going to be, like, x-rays. Yeah. Like, where you can, like, see bones and stuff. Like, in Mortal Kombat. X yeah, the Mortal Kombat thing, yeah. Yeah, what you talked about in the last Bugle episode. Um, the game's going to be based on, uh, in, in a Norse setting, like Norse um It's going to be, like, part of Vikings the world. or something. Yeah, it's all about Vikings, man. If anybody's seen the, the series Vikings on the History Channel, which is an awesome series. Mm. Very violent. Um, but, man, such a good series. And... That that entire cinematic trailer for Valhalla reminded me so much of that series Vikings. It, it's really it just realistic. Awesome, man. Yeah. Oh my like, god. Like that scene when they're on the boat and they're all like paddling through yeah. the water. It looks like ultra realistic. Heck yeah, man. The detail on the skin, the pores on the skin. It's like, wow. It's, it's like, really impressive. That's like even better than Spider Man. Maybe Spider Man was really good though. I think that's Spider-Man has become now my point of comparison for other games as far as like the realism. Yeah. The realism of the graphics Mm. and Odyssey doesn't, it's not at that level uh, that the Spider-Man one is. I mean, maybe not in the gameplay, but I think the, the, um, the The cinematics. Yeah. At least the trailer was. Oh, was it? Yeah. 
I need to check out the trailer then because the cinematics within the game, not the actual gameplay, but the cinematics don't compare to don't compare in my opinion to the cinematics from Spider Man. Wait, what do you, I mean? You mean I mean like the cutscenes and all that? I mean, we haven't really seen the cutscenes. We've just seen the trailer. We've seen cutscenes. Really? Of course, we're playing the game. Like when you get the you have the conversation with the wolf and the cliff and all that. Like all that is cinematics. It's it's cutscenes. Oh, I thought we were talking about Valhalla. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm talking about Odyssey. Mm. I'm saying that I've been comparing the graphics in Odyssey to the graphics in Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. They're, they're like... They're, they're not, not at the same level, right? But they're, they're kind of good. They're, they're, they're good. good, absolutely. And they're, and they're I think, by far the best ones so far in the, the Assassin's Creed games. The Assassin's Creed until games Valhalla. graphics were always pretty good. Yeah, yeah. They've always been at the forefront, man. Like, I, I play the first game. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Like, it looks that good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And even that game came out in 2007. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so, yeah, we're both really looking forward to Valhalla, man. I think that's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. So we're going to be playing Assassin's Creed for a while. Like, so, if we're going to be playing Valhalla, finishing Odyssey, and you might play Syndicate, mm -hmm. and I want to play Origins, like, <laughs> we're going to be Assassin's Creed up the wazoo for a bit. We're going to be real assassins. Eventually. I think so, we're going to just start um, killing folks. Well, no, so let's not kill folks. Yeah, let's, not, let's, not let's be thing. nice assassins. Yeah, yeah. Like, maybe we're assassins that when we get close to our target, we start tickling them. <laughs> Look like this. <laughs> Just chill. <laughs> Let me tickle you. Okay. So people are saying yeah. that, that the Ghost of Tsushima game... Uh, the Ghost of Tsushima? Yeah, Ghost of Tsushima. Okay. That it is... It, that it makes it possible for a Japan Assassin's Creed. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, it was interesting about Assassin's Creed Embers, that animated movie with Ezio Auditore, is that the, the, the main character really, or the second main character, was... Was she Chinese or Japanese, the girl? I think she was Chinese. Oh, was she Chinese? Okay. Okay. But yeah, I feel like Asia is the part that they haven't explored yet mm -hmm. with an Assassin's Creed. At least I don't think so. Speaking of exploring stuff, should we go into the other games? Like the yeah, mini little there's, games? Um, uh, there's some mobile games and shorter games, so yeah, we'll just speaking... go through it. Assassin's Creed, Altair's Chronicles. Um... Yeah. Next, uh, Assassin's Creed Bloodlines. Uh, this was. Are all these? Um, are all these mobile games? Mm. I can't tell. I don't think so. No, no, no. Cause oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, look, these are like other games that were released. I think as follow-ups to some of the other games to continue they're telling stories. They're basically like mobile versions. Not mm -hmm. not versions, but they're like mobile things. If you in case you can't play the other games. Yeah. Oh, yeah, some of them are. So you have games like Altair Chronicles, Bloodlines, and Assassin's Creed 2 Discovery, which are like normal games, just a kind of extensions of the other larger games. Assassin's Creed 2 Assassin's Liberation? Creed, yeah, Assassin's Creed 2 Liberation. I remember that one when it came out. I didn't play it, though. Was it just for, like... It uh, was for PlayStation Vita. Oh. Yeah. Um, I didn't have PlayStation Vita. What I had was a, play, a PSP. PS Portable? When it, when it first came out, yeah. Assassin's Creed Rearmed, a uh, multiplayer video game designed for iOS. Assassin's Creed Recollection, another iOS game. Uh, Assassin's Creed 3 Liberation, Assassin's Creed Pirates. Again, I think this is following up on the whole hype of Assassin's Creed um, 4 and all that. Yeah, Assassin's Creed Memories is another mobile game. Assassin's Creed Chronicles, which is one that you've played uh, on mobile. Uh, like the cutesy looking one. Oh, no, that's actually not the one. The oh, one okay. that I have is Assassin's Creed... Rebellion? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Assassin's that one's Creed too. Cute Assassins. Yeah. <laughs> They're really cute. Like little, <laughs> little, little cartoony versions of them. I know, right? Even uh, Ezio Auditore is there. Yeah. All right. And, um, you know, I'm pretty sure uh, that these games are going to continue. Um, speaking of the, the uh, girl who yeah. helped Ezio in Embers, mm -hmm. she actually has her own game called Assassin's Creed Chronicles China. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Oh, but that's is it a mobile game? Uh, No, not necessarily. It came out on PS4, too. What? It is, it is like a side-scroller. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I see it here. So uh, the first episode is available with the purchase of Assassin's Creed Unity's DLC season pass, and it takes place in 16th century China. That's, that's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. But I think that, man, they should have, now that they've, think about it, they've explored ancient Jerusalem, um, ancient Europe, Ancient, or not ancient, but you know the or the birth of the United States. That's a funny word, Jerusalem. 
Jerusalem. That's not a funny word. It's Jerusalem, the name of a con- Jerusalem, Jerusalem. It's the name of a city, man. It's funny. It's not funny. You're funny. <laughs> um, then you've they've explored now ancient Greece. They've explored ancient Egypt. Now we're gonna explore um, the Norse part, Vikings and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, they need something in Japan. They need. I mean, imagine Assassin's Creed mixed in with ninjas and samurai. Go to Tsushima. Yeah, it'll be like Goshishishima, but Assassin's Creed. <laughs> and uh, there was a movie released, um, Assassin's Creed, which starred Magneto himself, Michael Fassbender. Yeah, pretty much. It's just Magneto. Yeah, Magneto it kind of is. inside of a weird looking, really weird looking animus. Yeah. And um, it's uh, it was released back in 2016, and it didn't get very good reviews. Um, you said it was okay, though, right? You know what? Why don't we watch it? You tell me what you think, and then we do a little bonus review of the movie as a separate episode. What do you think? Okay. I think we should do that. Let's do that. Yeah, I want to see what your what your um, perception of it is. And I want to kind of see it again because I haven't seen it in a while either. Mm. Um, so then there's been some other uh, shorter films. We talked about Assassin's Creed Embers already several times, which involves Ezio. Basically, the conclusion to Ezio Auditore's story. Right. Um, Assassin's Creed Ascendance, which kind of takes place between, I remember this one, yeah, between Assassin's Creed 2 and Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Um, Does it also have Ezio? Yeah, yeah, it it has Ezio as well. But like younger Ezio? I think it's a very short thing. It's something like the, all about the assassination of one dude, I think, something like that. Um, Assassin's Creed Lineage is a 36-minute film that serves as a prequel to Assassin's Creed 2. Mm. Um, I think I may have seen this one as well, but it's been a while, so I haven't, I can't remember. But anyway, yeah, uh, Assassin's Creed, man, it's big. There's a whole bunch of comics and graphic novels, too. Mm. Like, to the point where I've lost track of which is which, because they've really, like, continued doing little spin-off series, um, telling different stories, both in the modern day assassins and in ancient assassins which i think is pretty cool Mm -hmm. i do want to find like a good story that already has many many issues uh in comic book form Mm -hmm. and collect start collecting that series because i want to i want to consume assassin's creed in 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 comic book form Mm -hmm. all right um i think that's where we will end this episode we love assassin's creed a fun game um it's you know kind of a way to travel back in time i haven't really delved into the assassin's creed series that much i've watched you play assassin's creed unity i think it was yeah and um right now i am playing assassin's creed odyssey really fun game by the way yeah it is it's a it's a lot of fun and uh, i think we're going to be playing assassin's creed for a while longer so um next up you can look forward to a little bonus episode where we will review assassin's creed the movie from 2016 mm-hmm. Josh is going to watch it for the first time. Um, so we'll catch you guys in that episode. We'd love to hear what you think about Assassin's Creed. If you're a fan of the series, um, if you're looking forward to Valhalla, please let us know. You can write us at g101podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on social media. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. At g101podcast for all things geekology 101 you can hit us up on geekology101.com we will catch you guys in the next episode let's go do some assassin stuff because i'm an assassin now let's do it human has been neutralized game over